This podcast is brought to you by the Health Sciences Doctoral Training Centre at King's College London. Hi, you're listening to Postocalypse, a podcast by postgraduate students about all things postgrad. We're a team of PhD students at King's College London trying to navigate this crazy world, and we'll be sharing the highs and the lows of postgraduate study. Today, we're bringing you an extra special live episode taking at VTI Researcher Development Conference in collaboration with KCL's Careers in Your Ears podcast. Donald Glush, who has featured on our podcast before, is interviewing myself, Madeleine Iafrait, representing Postocalypse, and Vicky Tipton from the Careers podcast at KCL. Our live session explains more about the motivations for setting up the podcast and focuses on how to get researchers' voices heard. Listen on to see how it went. Welcome to a special joint episode of Careers in Your Ears and Postocalypse podcast. We're staff and research students at King's College London, and we've been using podcasting as a way of giving researchers a voice. We're here today to look at the highs and lows of podcasting and to provide some tips if you'd like to start your own podcast. Um, Let's start with the introductions. I'm Donald Lush. I'm a careers consultant at King's. And hello everybody, I'm Vicky Tipton, I'm also a careers consultant at King's working with uh, PhD students and research staff. I'm Madeleine Iafrate, a PhD student at King's and part of Postocalypse podcast. Madeleine, let's start with you. Can you tell us about the Postocalypse? So the Postocalypse is a colloquial term given to the sort of exodus of PhD students after their PhD due to um, economic and also emotional reasons. Uh, and we decided to name our post, uh, our podcast after it, um, and it helps us feel uh, listened to and more understood. And Vicky, is that a world that you recognise? Yes, absolutely. I mean, the term uh, post-docalypse, when uh, Madeleine talks about that, uh, it's something that we get to hear about because we listen to and support um, our client group, PhD students and research staff, and they'll be talking to us about reasons that they might want to leave academia, or some of them will be talking to us about reasons they might want to leave. So we get to hear about some of that discomfort that, that Madeline was referring to, um, and also the discomfort that comes with the thought of transitioning and, and sort of changing that identity as well. Great, thank you. And Vicky, you've been um, very much the driver of careers in your ears. You, you make us all do it. Um, what motivated you to do that? What, what made you want to set up a podcast? Sure, yes, and that's right. So the podcast uh, that we have from the Careers and Employability Service is called Careers in Your Ears. And one of the reasons that I first started thinking of it is, I suppose, a personal uh, interest. I love a podcast. I love listening to uh, radio programmes as podcasts. And I love the spoken word. Um, And for me, it's a a quick fix to catch up on what's going on in the world and also to get a sort of insight into other people's worlds. So classic like desert island disc, that kind of thing. And I suppose working on a one to one basis with PhDs and research staff who've come to me and maybe started to talk about the fact that they'd like to leave academia, but they don't know what some of the options are that are available to them or what some of those worlds look like, I started to think about this idea how nice it would be for me to just be able to give them a voice or an insight, a a journey that someone else has been on. Um, And that's what made me uh, sort of initially think about the podcast as a way of saying, here, listen to somebody else's experience um, who's perhaps transitioned out of academia or who is several years ahead of you. Um, have a quick listen 
And also, I think the other sort of service-based reason for it was that uh, we noticed that with our face-to-face workshops, we were seeing sort of fewer people, slightly fewer people coming to those face-to-face workshops, but we were seeing a greater take-up of our online webinars um, and some of our um, courses that we were offering online. So it kind of made sense to do something additionally that could be remotely accessed. Great, thank you. And Madeline, what about you? What was the motivation for the Postocalypse podcast? Um, so Postocalypse came out of a health sciences DTC initiative, so we were all sort of a little bit pushed into it. Um, but we started off as a group of strangers, and now we've become actually quite good friends. Um, and it's a real pleasure to see them now. And we all find doing a PhD quite isolating. Mm-hmm. And it's really hard to explain these experiences to a lot of um, our friends who don't have the experience in academia. Um, and often you find people listen to reply and not listen to understand. So with a podcast, you just take out all these people who are, who are not understanding. <laughs> um, and, yeah, we have... Um, we found that our listenership is actually PhD students, and so that's obviously who we aim everything at. And occasionally we do give some what we think is, is good advice, so hopefully it's also helping people like us. That's the motivation, really. Fantastic. Um, and you mentioned there that you've found an audience. What's it, what's it been like um, interacting with that audience, and what have been the highs and lows? So interacting with the audience is definitely a high, mm. although we do that mostly on email. So when mm. we get really good email or suggest something suggesting and interview then we get quite excited and we've done some really cool things um, with invited interviewers um, but you know there is tricky to find time we're not paid to do any of this hopefully it's good for our development but um, definitely my biggest low and my biggest tip to any of you thinking of doing this is make sure your recorder has an SD card in it because we once did a double recording went to from like 5pm until 9pm, really pleased. Tried to play it back right at the end. There's nothing there. It was heartbreaking. <laughs> so, terrible. So, Vicky, um, the, the highs and lows and the, the interaction with our audience, how has that been? Yeah, so, um, again, our audience is... Uh, we're aiming at PhD students and research staff. And it is, it is quite a different interaction, I suppose, because it's, it's the only thing that we do that's uh, one way, if you like. We don't get that sort of audience feedback in, in the moment, but we certainly go to events. And when we're meeting with um, students and staff who've listened to it, they say it's been really helpful um, and really insightful and they're subscribed to it, etc. Um, and a particular low, I suppose, like Madeline, would definitely be a technology thing. It's my, my least favourite uh, bit of it whenever I've had to do any editing um, which is very rare I have to say um, it's not my most favorite thing to do but I recorded a session remotely um, using webinar technology and was really excited that I could get somebody from you know AstraZeneca to speak on the podcast from their office and then I listened back to um, the recording and it's quite crackly and, it, and it's not that great a quality. So even though it's, it, she had loads of good stuff to say, you wouldn't want to listen to it. So that's definitely been a, a sort of learning experience. Mm. And staying with you, Vicky, um, how do you know you're having an impact? Is, is doing this thing actually worth it? Yes. I mean, it's a very good question to ask. Thank you, Donald. So I suppose I would go straight to the numbers that we have from the podcast platform that we use to put the episodes out there. 
and it's quite basic in terms of analytics, but we, we do know that um, over the two series that we've launched, which is 11 episodes, we've had over 1,100 plays. So for us, that's pretty good going, we think. And the second most listened to episode after our first one, which was just our introductory episode, this is who we are at King's College and this is what we do. The second episode, most listened to episode after that was with um, someone from Nikon who worked in imaging mm. sciences. That was one of your episodes, Donald. Yeah, and uh, that's had um, 129 plays. And I think that that was 20 minutes worth of recording, something mm. like that. Mm. And I think it probably took you less than an hour yeah. to arrange that. So I think that's a pretty small investment to be able to get uh, a case study out there of somebody who's moved into you know, a slightly different career path in the private sector. Um, and it's now there as a resource and a case study for people uh, to listen to. So I think that's definitely a good um, return um, on investment. Fantastic. Madeline, is, it, is the postocalypse proving worth it? Are you getting that kind of feeling from it? Is it worth it? Um, worth it from the perspective of it's getting out there and it's affecting people because we do get feedback from our listeners via email and we do know that it's um, been listened to in, in basically every corner of the world but that's obviously also because King's is a very international mm-hmm. university but um, it's not that hard for us to get high numbers on um, on episodes because often people share it with their friends and they're in different mm-hmm. countries and all that sort of sort of thing but what we can't necessarily tell is um, repeat listenership mm. so that there is that limitation but I think it's definitely worth it from a personal perspective as well uh, because hopefully you know it could help me get a career in science communication or mm. um, that sort of thing I say it's definitely worth it but you definitely need to make sure that you can dedicate the time to do a regular podcast Great, thank you. Um, just to say, if, um, if you're listening to this and you've heard some noises in the background, we've actually got a live audience with us tonight, um, and we're actually recording this at the VTI 2019 International Researcher Development Developer Contra- Conference. I apologise. Um, so, in a few minutes, audience, um, if you have questions, we're going to invite you to, to join in. But um, podcasts are always relatively short, so the last question, um, starting. Um, I think starting with Madeline, um, what would be your top tips apart from the consistency? What other top tip would you have? So I alluded just now to um, regularity of episodes, but also having a format that you stick to. So for instance, ours is a little bit about research and then we go on to a topic of that interviewee's choice. So for instance, it might be public engagement, it might be the student-supervisor relationship, but sticking to a length format and release schedule is really important because listenership is super fickle. Great. And Vicky, your top tip or tips? Yeah, so I suppose from um, a service point of view, if that makes sense, um, we've had to consider it as an additional thing that we deliver alongside workshops, webinars, online online learning and our one-to-one appointments. So it's something that we um, were both very excited about doing, but Mm. we've had to sort of fit it in with the rest of our Mm. deliverables. Mm. And that's uh, adding something into the planning of the thing. And like, you know, Madeline just said that if you're going to do it, then you have to stick to the regularity to keep the listenership up. Um, And I haven't quite appreciated that, I don't think, when it started. And I think something for me that I'm really wondering about, well, there's two things that I'm really wondering about. The first one is the marketing of the thing. So who are you getting it out to? How are you pushing it out? How are you getting the listenership? And I think it's a podcasting is a whole different world when it comes to engagement. Um, 
And then the other thing I suppose for me is something I said earlier about the the feedback loop. Mm. So I love that Postocalypse is entirely student led, and that's bringing your you know peers' voice into uh, into being and it's fantastic and I think I'd like a little bit of that for our client group so to be able to bring their questions and not just my questions because they're the ones who really want to know what it might be like to transition outside of academia or what it feels like to have a you know an early lectureship position so for me how to build the the, the sort of client group voice into it would, is an important thing to think about great thank you so uh, audience does anybody have a question Or is it going to go quiet on us? Yes, we have a question. Lovely. So, Amory Corrett from Welcome. Mm-hmm. I'm particularly interested in the fact that you at King's have done this, both from the perspective of the academic, the PhD student, and the research mm. development side. How are you linking, or are you linking, with other colleagues in other universities? And is there sort of a growing network of people who are doing these sorts of things out there? So, just for the benefit of the recording, just in case it's not picking up what you said. So, the question is about... Um, a student and a staff-led podcast and is that spreading wider to colleagues in other universities and other institutions so does anyone have a view on that I mean I think the answer is no isn't it we're not direct connections but yeah I mean I know that Oxford are doing something Mm. similar for uh, their researchers so they've got a number of profiles I think Mm. and they've also got podcast versions of those um, and then I've had inquiries from other universities, London-based universities, who are interested in doing something similar. I know the University of York is doing something, but more for an undergraduate audience. Um, but if yes, yeah, so if you know of anybody that is doing this, I think it would be great to have a conversation with them and, and you know pull together that wealth of information and ideas for how we could sort of take it forward for richer content. From the student perspective, um, there's not much out there talking about the sort of emotional and financial uh, troubles that PhDs seem to bring, especially in London, because um, I'm sure you're aware we get a London uplift, but it's not, it's not a huge amount, that it, a meaningful amount for actually how expensive it is. But um, it's really, really easy for us to reach out to other um, universities, so we find it really easy to piggyback on um, sessions that the university has put on so like an invited speaker we can just send an email and be like do you have 20 minutes and they often are really really generous with their time so I found it quite uplifting in in the way that this sort of academic spirit has sort of got behind us a little bit Um, and yeah I think I would find it very easy to link up with other universities but my my main problem is that it's really difficult to fit it in so that's probably why there's not a huge amount out there that are similar to us great thank you um and time for one more i think if anybody has one yes hi there gareth johnson university of warwick have you had any pushback on these sort of podcasts from university marketing departments worried for example that you might not be fully fully embracing the brand <laughs> Who would like to take that one? I have a view on that as well, but somebody go first. Well, we've kind of got carte blanche almost because um, I'm not really sure that um, I'm not sure if I should say this. I'm not really sure that anybody listens to our <laughs> podcast that is actually in the university who, who actually pushed us to do it. So um, from that perspective, we're. <laughs> we're left alone but then again we are quite careful we, we would know our own boundaries um, and we're not stupid so uh, yeah we would be careful about that Vicky have you had any angry emails from marketing 
No, I haven't. Zero angry emails from marketing. Mm. But I, I have had that same question, and I've mm. said it out loud and had a chat to you know more senior people in our team about that because I'm an anxious person, so I you know mm-hmm. just think about these things. Um, but I would say we record a lot of information as a careers team. We have to get information out to our client group. Um, so we put sector information in, you know, in blog posts or in, uh, you know, uh, PDF documents for people to see. We record events. They're often befi- behind a firewall, to be fair. But I think we're sort of quite careful in how we curate information and uh, and that kind of mm. thing. We're really interested in our interviewees' career journeys, I suppose, and what their thoughts are on career management skills. So I can't see it being sort of hugely controversial. No, Donald. No. Um, I, I think Madeline made the point I was going to make, which is that King's is an enormous organisation, and I don't think we've really got onto anybody's radar. Um, I, I have in my mind at some point a plan to do an episode with our principal, Professor Ed Byrne, to ask him how you go from PhD to being principal of one of the biggest, most prestigious universities in the world, um, because I think that's a really interesting story, and I think lots of people would like it. I suspect we will get some attention if we do that one. I think also just to add to that, our dream would be to be heard by somebody higher up at King's or in a different university because we talk about things like how to manage a second job whilst whilst doing a PhD or how to manage a difficult student-supervisor relationship or how to balance what you're expected to do, like public engagement on top of what your supervisor expects and all that sort of thing. And I think if if people um, actually listen to it, they'd be like, why do our PhD students need to have a second job? And I genuinely love that. Mm. But, you know, it's just, I think, persistence at the moment would be key. Great. So we're we're going to wrap up the recording there. Thank you so much for uh, coming along and listening to our live recording and being part of it and your questions. Um, Thank you uh, to the people listening to the recording, uh, both Postocalypse podcast and Careers in Your Ears. And if you'd like to listen to this recording, look for both of those podcasts on your favourite podcast app and you'll be able to hear what we've been talking about this evening. But um, for now, thank you so much and um, join us on the next episode. So that concludes our live episode. If you want to get in touch about anything, please tweet us on at postocalypse18. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening. Until next time. Goodbye.